the following podcast has been recorded live for your audio pleasure. It is rated M for Mexican. Episode of Mexican Madness is live from the west side of Columbus with your host with the most Mexi Pantalones coming to you live as always. Live, 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 episode 315. So far, we're doing great. January. A lot more listeners than last January 2020. February is going on point as well. Now, I'm going to answer some topics on today's podcast. Most of them are going to be sports related, but other are going to be have to do with personal items. Questions that have been risen recently. So I'm going to answer my views on some of these issues. Let's start first and foremost with LeBron James. I know, I know, I don't like talking about him, but when I get asked multiple times throughout the week of what are my thoughts on him currently being the front runner for the MVP and him not taking the All-Star game seriously, I got to I got to mention this. I got to talk about it. First and foremost, I don't know if my listeners know this, but I listen to Undisputed almost every morning and catch up on it every day, skipping Shannon, going at it, and this has been debated multiple times. I don't understand how he can be leading the talks for the MVP of the season when we're not even halfway through the season. Number one. And number two, his free throw percentage is worse than even yours truly. If you gave me 10 shots from the free throw line, I can guarantee you I make at least seven. This guy's a professional. There's not even that many fans. Nine of the 30 teams are allowing fans in the stadium and there's not, in the arenas, and there's not even that many. So you can't tell me that, oh my God, that there's more pressure. He's supposed to be the GOAT and supposed to be leading the MVP voting. Is he playing better than anybody else currently? I don't know that. No. I would not say that. So, no, he should not be in the MVP conversation. Two, I don't give two craps what LeBron James has to say about the All-Star game. Oh, you were promised no All-Star game? Oh, and you thought you were going to use that time to take a break? I'm sorry, is playing basketball not your job? And this goes for any NBA players. Is it not your job to play basketball? So if if my coach, or I'm sorry, my boss, 
my owner, whoever ha- whoever makes these decisions. If we are told, well, you know what? This year there's not going to be a Christmas party. Oh, my Lord. No, we were promised a Christmas party. No. I'm sorry. Things change. It is your job. You don't want to show up? Then don't show up. But don't expect to get paid accordingly. There's a job for these players. I don't think they understand. This is why what Kyrie was doing when he was missing games for personal reasons was driving me bananas. I'm sorry. You want to miss games and still be banking your your salary? No. I, if only I could do that. If only us normal people had that luxury. But we do not. How is LeBron James leading the MVP voting? I don't know. I don't understand. I voted, and I can assure you from the West, he did not make my starting lineup. And to me, the East is stronger. But again, we all know the All-Star break. The All-Star game is a joke. They don't take it seriously. So, I mean, who cares? Now, next question. I was asked... When entering a freeway, you know how does the merge lane. Now, for those who don't know, even though it's a merge lane, most of the time there's a yield sign at the entrance of the ramp onto the freeway. So technically by law, the person coming onto the freeway has the duty to yield. Now sometimes, and this is where the question comes into play, the person coming onto the freeway is already halfway on the freeway, and the person in the slow lane is coming up to them so fast that it looks like they're going to hit each other. Who ultimately is at fault? Was my question that I was asked. Well, working in personal injury, I can assure you, you're both morons and you're both at fault. Because this happens to be everyone's in the blue moon. Everyone's in the blue moon. I'll get on the freeway and some jabroni doesn't move over and tries to hit me in the slow lane. So I always take evasive action when I see, because I am driving, I can see them not slowing down. So I take evasive action to avoid them hitting me. So if you're not moving out of the way and they're not merging and you both hit each other, yeah, technically you should have yielded, but because you two jack wagons smacked into each other, you're both at fault. Now, obviously, one's going to be at a higher percentage because technically one was already on the freeway. The other one was supposed to yield. So that's where comparative negligence comes into play. You're supposed to be a defensive driver. So to answer the question, you should be paying attention when you get on the freeway. And no, you can't just magically hit people. I wish you could. Because trust me, if I had Magneto's powers and I could move metal, I would toss people out of my way for being dicks. Now, onward we go. I got asked a few questions about this this week. If I got COVID, does my job have to pay me COVID 
related time off or whatever have you. Are they allowed to fire me for having COVID? Or more personally, because this happened at our at our work, um, doesn't a job require paternity slash sick leave slash maternity leave slash short term disability, long term disability, whatever have you? Listen. Whatever job you apply for, that is your choice. So, I can assure you personally at our firm, we tell you there is no health insurance, there is no 401k, there is no short-term, long-term disability. There's workers' comp, yeah, but there's also not necessarily paid maternity, paternity leave. You accumulate two weeks of time off every year. However you use that is on you. So if you were pregnant, you know about it for nine fucking months. Plan your maternity leave accordingly. You can't just peace out two months maternity leave and expect to still have a fucking job. This is the same thing with COVID. You can't just, oh, I got COVID, have no doctor's excuse, and then take off quarantining, quote-unquote, for 14 days when our job is perfectly capable of being done remotely and then you expect to just waltz in willy-nilly and still have a fucking job. No. This is how most idiots at our firm got let go because you can't do that. Recently... One of our co-workers just assumed, even though he did not have the accumulated time off, mind you, two weeks of paid time off, that's 80 hours. Last week, or last year, sorry, this individual took 83 hours of time off. Yeah, you already used up all your time off and took three extra hours. On top of all the call-offs. So yeah, all of that is unpaid. And you just assume beginning of a brand new year, you have the same two weeks? No. This gets accumulated over time. And depending on the job, some give it to you at the beginning, some make you accumulate it. It just varies. You have to read the paperwork you sign when you start a new job. I can't, I can't believe people don't read shit. So let me explain it to you. If you assume, because it just so happens that your baby's going to be born at the beginning of the year, you just assume you're going to have two weeks? No. Plus, knowing this coworker, I can already assure you that they will take time off the rest of the year. So, no, you cannot just magically take two weeks of paternity leave. You're the fucking dad. Get over yourself. This is a Denmark. So no. You can't do that. And then assume to be paid for the paternity leave. That's not how this works. At least. In our firm. And depending on the job you have. And where you work. It varies. Somebody literally called me, a former client, who still has my number, my personal number, 
and wanted to know, oh, uh, 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 I did a lot to fire you because of COVID. I don't fucking know. You should have read the shit before you got the job. So, um, I'm sure there's more to it than you just getting fired because you got COVID. That's never the reason. But again, Ohio's the at-will state, which means your employer can fire you for whatever the fuck they want. So, no, I don't want to listen to your nonsense. Bother somebody else. It just baffles me that people think that your time off from work is, is mandatory. Guess what? Most employers, this coming Monday, it's President's Day. So apparently President's Day, I had to look this up because I forget it every time. It's technically George Washington's birthday. So President's Day is Monday. Unless you work for the government or government entity, you will probably be working on that day. The courts are closed. The banks are closed. The mail doesn't get delivered. But guess what? I still have to go to work on that Monday. Unless I use my time off. But as of right now, I only have two days accumulated. And I would like to not use my time off. So yes, I will be in the office on Monday. I, I, I just, it just baffles me. But I hope that answers your job-related conundrums. Bunch of morons asking these questions. God. And I know what you're thinking. Why do you call your listeners morons? First and foremost, the questions I pose to my followers on Twitter or on my social media, there is no guarantee unless I know what their Twitter handle is to their SoundCloud handle that I can verify whether they actually listen to all the episodes of the podcast. So, yeah, if they're asking stupid questions, yes, I will call you out for asking stupid questions. They say there's no such thing as stupid questions, just stupid people asking questions. Yeah. Now, back to sports. I also was asked recently, Mark Cuban decided to, you know, we're not going to play the national anthem anymore before our basketball games. Oh my God, how dare he? It's the end of the world. No, it is not. Here's the thing I always thought about that sort of tradition in America. Basketball games, football games, hockey games, baseball games. You always play the national anthem. Now, what I never understood is, I get it's a tradition, but if the league supposedly has players from other countries, it seems a little unfair that the other countries don't get represented. I mean, Major League Baseball has Canadian teams. The NBA has basketball teams in Canada. I mean, yeah. You get at least, at least hockey does both. They do the Canadian one and the American one. But still, what if I was a Mexican hockey player? You're not doing the Mexican National Anthem? I mean, I don't see why it's it, it's an issue. Mark Cuban owns the Dallas Mavericks, so he could decide to do whatever he wants in his arena. One, because it is a business. It is jobs for people. But, I mean, when I played sports in high school, 
they would always play the French national anthem at our home games, and I wasn't French. So, I mean, I would still stand there because I had to, but I'm not saluting the French national anthem. I'm not saluting La Marseillaise. And I'm not demanding that they play the Mexican national anthem. No, no. Unnecessary. So that's how I view that. Speaking of the French, I would like to throw in a little tidbit personal item from the group formerly known as DX. Once again, how is it that in the 21st century, in the year 2021, you don't have better social media ways to communicate photos or upcoming events. So I get an email, of course, with a six-hour time difference because it comes from France, about how Adrian's wife is pregnant again, and this coming summer they're going to expect another baby. Well, uh, if anybody remembers the previous conversations involving this nonsense, I guess that explains why you're not coming to any gathering that would have potentially happened in Croatia over the summer. Two, oh, that led to a laundry list of all the people going, congratulations, congratulations, muscle tough, blah, 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 blah. Um, how many times must I say, that, please take me off the mailing list? Because at this point, if you didn't make it to my wedding, I could give a rat's ass how many kids you want, how many kids you have. Now, of course, this leads to a bunch of updated baby photos from everybody who's got kids. Well, guess what? If I could throw a picture of my recent turd from today and throw it in there in an email, but that to me, it's too much work. We're in a we're in a time where we have Snapchat, we have YouTube, we have WhatsApp, we have Facebook, we have LinkedIn, we have Twitter. I mean, shit. Instagram. I don't even want to know how you want to do it. But I'm, it is not on my schedule or on my list of preferred things to do. Plus, having to take a picture of my turd and then put it in my email, attach it. Send it to myself because I'm at work looking at this. No. I have better shit to do with my time. So once again, I just don't care. Let's just leave it at that. Because I already knew that this gathering in Croatia was not going to happen. Especially with traveling outside the country being an issue. Here in the U.S. I mean... I'm not doing any recent Mexico marathons or Canadian marathons because it's still tricky going in and out of the country. I'm not going to go to a worse country and hang out. Especially if A, nobody's going to go and B, um, there's people that might go that I really don't want to see. So, yeah. No, no thank you. Sorry. I got better shit to do. Anywho, 
moving along. But hey, before we continue, let me remind everybody of our sponsors. As always, American National, save money by bundling with promo code BEXI. Auto, home, life insurance. Make sure you're covered, especially in the wintertime when it snows, rains, hails, and other natural disasters could occur. American National, past fronts of the Mixing My Matters podcast. As is Super Studios 253, join now. Use promo code MEXI to save on your first class and join Team Super. Super Studios 253, proud sponsor of the Mixing My Matters podcast. Hand and Stone Massage. Two new locations, New Albany, Hilliard. Go anywhere in Columbus, anywhere in the country. Use promo code MEXI, save on your membership or your first massage. Extra perks not included. Hand and Stone Massage. Proud sponsor of the Mexican Matters podcast and the Green Tender. Join now. Go to thegreentender.com. Get your juice on. Do a one, two, three, five day cleanse. Hey, don't matter. Use promo code Mexi and save on your first order. The Green Tender. Proud sponsor of the Mexican Matters podcast. Now, this week it is Valentine's Day. Falls on Sunday, which kind of sucks. So, Mexi had to. Improvise. Uh, I was asked, what, what what do you get your wife of two years? It is technically our fourth Valentine's Day together. Well, it's pretty easy. When she plays a lot of video games, I literally just went with another remote because she needs a new remote. Now, of course, the standard flowers and chocolates, but the missus can't eat chocolate, so we're getting gluten-free cupcakes. I called the bastards, and they're like, uh, if you want a specific cupcake uh, to make it gluten-free, you got to order at least six of them. So you're basically forcing me to order the next, next size up because a box of six red velvet gluten-free cupcakes, uh, yeah, the wife's going to be pissed if I get nothing but those six. So i got to order 12 because apparently the next size up is 12. Oh, heaven forbid we do a box of 10. Yeah, whatever. Just order them, okay? I'll pick them up. Problem solved. The Y wants to eat Cooper's Hawk. Great. I could give two craps. I'm going to be hungry on Friday. That's fine. What to get your um, significant other for Valentine's Day? Start small. It depends on how long you've been dating. I like to, I like to start with soap. Something easy, useful. And then work your way up. The longer you've been together, the better the gift should be. That's, that's just my take on it. Now, let's move on to the main important questions. I got a few left that I wanted to address this week. I've been asked, well, how much money did you make on your Super Bowl bet? Well, I'm glad you asked. Because luckily for me, I placed my bet right when the Buccaneers were at plus 160 underdogs. Because as the week progressed, they went from four and a half points to three and a half, and they went from plus 160 to plus 140. So whatever you bet at, that's what, you know, is upheld. So I put three grand on it. For every $100, I get 160 back. So you do the math, that's 4,800 bucks that I made. Thanks to Tom Brady. Thanks to the GOAT. Now, once again, 
for people who don't understand how the betting works and we're asking about it. When you make a bet, you don't lose the money you're betting. It's not like you bet 100 and they give you 160 if you win, but you don't see the original 100. It's like blackjack. When you're betting at the blackjack table and you place your bet down, you get the winnings back, but your initial bet doesn't go away unless you lose. So you keep that. I mean, you can always leave it there and that'll be your ongoing, you know, bet. But yes, that is still yours. So the 3,000 I bet did not disappear. It is still mine. And then I made an additional 4,800. So yes, that's $7,800 thanks to the GOAT, Tom Brady. Now, I've been asked all week, has he cemented his status as the GOAT? Listen, when Tom Brady has more Super Bowls than any NFL franchise, that says a lot. He's not flashy, but yeah, he's got way more than freaking Joe Montana, who's the next closest before. He's the only quarterback. Actually, he's one of two quarterbacks who left a team he won a Super Bowl win with, went to a new team, and won another Super Bowl. The only other person was Peyton Manning. And he's about to be inducted to the Hall of Fame this, this coming year. Well, Brady did it, and he's the first and only one who, have done, who has done it in both conferences. So he literally won a Super Bowl going through the AFC playoffs and the NFC playoffs. And he eliminates Breeze, Rodgers, and Mahomes in the same playoff run. Yeah, the first player to have his team play a home Super Bowl and make history that way. Yeah, I'm pretty sure his status as a GOAT is cemented. Now, again, like I said, I wasn't questioning that already to begin with. I don't know why people are calling Mahomes the baby goat, but he literally looked overrated thanks to the defense. But hey, Brady made me some money. I can't believe there was a time he owed me seven grand. But hey, I fully do believe they can run it back next year if they bring back the same core. Gronk, playoff Lenny, Brady, the receiving core, the defense, yeah. He might win a few more. Remember, you heard it here first. Now, again, here's where um, and I'll end the podcast with this question slash statement. A lot of people asked me, well, Mexi. I'm a Patriots fan, and I love Tom Brady when he played for us, and I don't know how I feel about him winning the Super Bowl with Tampa Bay. I'm happy for him. I don't really know how to feel. Well, let, let me tell you something. It is up to you how you want to feel about it, but here, but I will say this. It is not against the law of fandom for one person to appreciate greatness. For example, you can have favorite players that don't necessarily play for your favorite team. That's okay in my book. Like when I was a kid growing up, I was always a Laker fan, but I appreciated Michael Jordan. So when the 
Bulls played the Lakers, I already knew we were going to get our asses kicked. And I liked Michael Jordan. He inspired me to greatness. But that doesn't make me, that did not make me a Chicago Bulls fan. That did not make me a Lakers fan. Uh, any less of a Laker fan. Sorry. So, when I was a kid, my parents, I think for one Christmas, gave me Chicago Bulls shorts. I mean, I still wore them because I had to wear shorts for sports, but it was like the one Bulls item I had as a kid. And then eventually, I outgrew them, threw them away. But I also had Laker stuff. I mean, I still have my number eight Kobe jersey. And if Kobe had ever left the Lakers via trade or or if he went somewhere else, I would have still been a Laker fan. To me, your team is far beyond any player appreciation or any fandom you can have or idol you can have. Now, if your idol ends up playing for the team you like, well, that's a different story. I, myself... I've had idols that played for my teams, but sometimes those idols move to a different team. Well, I mean, I still follow their careers, but that doesn't make me any less of a supporter of my favorite team. And then I've always had favorite players who play elsewhere. For example, uh, Steph Curry, look up to him. That doesn't make me a Golden State Warrior fan. I don't have any Golden State Warrior apparel. But now it's a lot easier because every player has their own brand. That if you really wanted to, you could just get stuff from their brand. That's fine. What drives me nuts is the bandwagon fans. So to answer the question that the Patriots fans were were asking, if you're a Patriots fan, you can be happy Tom Brady wins. That's fine. But just if if you even want to take it a step further and get get a a Bucks jersey with Tom Brady's name on it. I mean, I personally wouldn't. I would get a Tom Brady shirt, you know, for his brand. But that's that. I mean, you can do that, just as long as you're still a Patriots fan. What drives me nuts is these people jumping from team to team because they like the player, like my brother with LeBron. You can't be a Cavs fan when LeBron's there, then go to Miami be a Miami fan, and then now a Laker fan, and ba- well, back to a Cleveland fan, and then a Laker fan. I mean. If you specifically had LeBron jerseys and only LeBron jerseys, I may give you a pass for that. But you can't be saying we were referring to the Lakers when you were saying we were referring to the Miami Heat or we referring to the Cavs. No, that's not how that works. I like Kevin Durant, for example, but I'm not a Nets fan. And I would never get a Kevin Durant Nets jersey. I would maybe get his shoes. Again, every person has their brand nowadays, so it's a lot easier. But that's just... If you want to be mad at Tom Brady for leaving the the Patriots, first and foremost, it was not his fault. He wanted to stay. Let me remind you that he asked for a two-year extension. Belichick said no. So they kicked him out. So if you want to be mad, be mad... At your own franchise, at the, your favorite team. Now, if Brady then leaves and goes somewhere else, and you want to jump to the new team, I mean, if you went from being a Patriots fan because Brady was there to now a Bucks fan because Brady's there, 
No, no, that's what I don't like. You're bandwagon jumping. No, 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 no. Your favorite player does not supersede your loyalty as a fan to your favorite team that you've supported before that player even got there. Because unless you're 100 years old, you didn't live throughout the entire franchise. I mean, let's be honest. If you're in if your 80s, you and you're a Laker fan, you you were there when Magic was there, you were there where when James Worthy was there, you were there where Kareem was there. So you are a Lakers fan for whatever reason, and just because now you like LeBron being there, if LeBron leaves, why should you stop being a Laker fan? If you were a Laker fan before LeBron got there, had Kobe left, I would have still been a Laker fan. It would have pained me. I may have been mad at I may I may have stayed mad at Kobe for a while and then gone over it. I may have still looked up to him as an idol, but hey, that didn't happen. So that's how I view things. So I'm happy Brady won number seven, and I do think that it cements his status as the GOAT more than before. Because now and I'm going to repeat what I said earlier about Tony Romo. He mentioned on the on the on the on the broadcast. Now, everybody's assuming Mahomes is going to be the next guy to win multiple Super Bowls. Now, having lost to a 43-year-old Tom Brady, now if he wins six Super Bowls, Brady's still better. If he wins seven, Brady's still better. Because guess what? You lost one on one against Brady. You would have to literally win eight Super Bowls to be cemented as the GOAT, the new GOAT, over Brady, which is almost impossible to do. Hell, seven is already impossible. Brady has more than any franchise. So, for those of him, for people that still question him, whether or not he's the GOAT, he's light years ahead of Montana right now. Yeah, his record is 7 out of 10 as opposed to 4-0. But guess what? I mean, it's still a pretty damn good record. It's not 4 out of 10 like LeBron. And again, the difference for those who want to compare, and like I know on the dispute, they do that a lot. For those who want to compare it to LeBron being the GOAT in basketball, it's not the same thing. Because LeBron has 4 out of 10 appearances. He still doesn't have more than 6 which is what Jordan has, and that's who we consider the GOAT. Why do we consider the GOAT, um, Jordan the GOAT over Bill Russell? Because, yeah, Bill Russell has 11, but that was during a time when it was a lot easier to win multiple championships, especially if you were of the caliber of Bill Russell, and also MJ 6 for 6. So, yeah. So when LeBron gets there, then yes, we can have that conversation. That's the main difference, and that's why I wanted to answer that thoroughly, you know, kind of main event in today's podcast with that last. I said two questions. It's more like a A and B to the same topic. But hey, Brady made me money, and I would not be surprised if he wins it again next year. Anywho, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Hit us up on social media. All the episodes are on SoundCloud and iTunes. 
rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Message us. Let us know what you think. Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, YouTube, you know the deal. And as always, remember, people, where there's a Mexican, there's a way. Until next time, peace out.